Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Great, great news. news. I'm Kevin Ryder. This is Michael Catherwood. Yep. If you enjoy this, please subscribe and yeah. perhaps point a friend at it. This is a legitimate passion project for Kevin and I, and uh, we were taking steps into kind of uncharted territory for both of us with the idea of being on YouTube and using social media to promote yourself and stuff. We both come from a world where our job was to show up and, and broadcast. And right. so this is something where we've had to take on a whole new role and roll up our sleeves and, and, and do some of the outside stuff, obviously with the help of a great support group and production team. But uh, my whole except point, for the guy who comes up with the stinky pinky quotes, yeah, except for Sully's Clues. fucking shitty stinky pinky. Um, <laughs> but but uh, my point in saying all that is that um, we we definitely you know I, I make no secret of it. We could use your help in promotion because we want this show to be big, obviously for selfish reasons. But on top of that, we do believe that this can be a source of happiness that we can inject into other people's lives. So if you do like the show, yes, he said, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, but also maybe tell a friend, maybe tell a family member, maybe tell an enemy. <laughs> Intro! <laughs> the show's about to begin, bro! Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, cause Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news! Uh, my first story starts, uh, it's about kids finding a dog. Okay. And the dog has a collar on with a tag. Okay. So they know where it lives. And uh, Buddy Nolan Richards, 15, and Andrew Zanikin, 15, said they were warming up for baseball practice when they saw the dog. He just came out of nowhere. Um, but they said the dog actually then led them mm -hmm. home to the dog's home. Okay. So the kids went and sat on the porch with the dog and the ring video captured them just sitting there sort of <laughs> waiting for the owners to come home to make sure that the dog gets back to its owners. That's so sweet. <laughs> Check out this video. The teens were warming up for baseball practice at a field in Farmington Hills when they noticed the dog. Instead of not doing anything, the teens took initiative and went to find that dog's owner. And it's good. To know I'm in a neighborhood where we look out for each other and, you know, there's good people out there still. Teenagers Nolan Richards and Andrew Zanikin say they wanted to take the time Wednesday to find the dog's owner and not let something happen to the dog. The teen's a little shy to talk on camera, but tell us when trying to figure out where the dog lives, he just pulled my buddy Andrew right to it. He kind of took us home. I looked down at my phone after a meeting and I had five missed ring calls. Um, you know, ring activity at the front door. Um, and I finally looked and answered it. And there's two kids sitting on the doorstep with our dog, Albert. The dog led the teen to its home. The dog's collar had its name, Albert, and the owner's name, Taylor Ross, which matched the name on the house. They rang the doorbell, but nobody was home. I'm talking to them through the ring. Hey, did you guys find that dog? And they were like, yes, we're so happy you answered finally. And um, I looked back and they had been sitting there for 45, 50 minutes. The teens then decided to wait on the porch with the dog, petting it and making sure it would be reunited with its owner again. And they found him in the other neighborhood and he led them home. So it was just really cool. Those boys are so sweet. One of the big reasons we actually did it is because we'd want somebody else to do it for us. 
If one of my dogs got out, I'd expect somebody in our neighborhood to be nice enough to do that for us. I could hear them actually, and they were like, this dog is the best, this dog is so sweet, and they were just having a little conversation, and it was just, it was cute to see, like, they were taking care of him. Then they Taylor stole says him. says after sending out a group message on Facebook, she was able to find the teens. She says she plans on sending them a little reward. For 7 Action News, I'm Alan Campbell. All right, I have a funny story. So, one morning I'm on my way to work, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, pouring just not raindrops, but just like sheets of water were sure. coming down. Yep. And I see a dog on the freeway, the 101 freeway. Okay. And there's almost... On, on the, running in the freeway. Yes, Ooh. on the freeway. And there's almost no cars at that time of the morning. So I looked around, looked around, put on my brights, and I, I mean my uh, flashers, and I got over near the dog and I called him and he came and he jumped in my passenger seat. Soaked just destroyed the inside of my car. But I looked at the collar and I was like, I'm going to take them home. This person's going to be very happy because their dog was running around. And I took the dog and I called because I had to go to work. Okay. I called and I said, Hey, I have your dog. He was running around on the freeway. And the guy says, all right. And then he comes out and gets the dog and just walks back in. Dude. That's it. Aww. That's it. That dog was so desperate to get away from that dick. <laughs> I, I ruined his life by bringing oh, him back. You did the right thing, but man, that, that guy said, all right. I have a little story. <laughs> I was on the receiving end of oh, a good, good Samaritan. So I go to visit my parents probably two months before the pandemic. This is like a year, year and a half ago. I go to visit my parents who still live at the same house that I grew up in. Um, and I bring one of my dogs um, and she is old and blind and my parents don't have a dog. So they, they don't have like a dog proof house. Right. And my dog just walked out one of the back doors and escaped. I didn't even know it. I get a phone call on my cell phone from a number I don't recognize. And she says, uh, hi, um, I think I have your dog, uh, Coco, you know, I'm calling the number that was on the, the I was like, Oh no. Yeah, she must have got out of my parents' house. I didn't even recognize it. Where do you live? And she gives me the address, and it's real close to my parents' house. So I, I literally walk over, and I open, I bring, knock on the door, and this lady comes to the front door holding my dog, and she goes, here you go. Mike? <laughs> now, remember, this is the neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah. And she goes, Mike. And I go, hey. You? Did you not recognize her? Not at all. Now, this might not be useful information for people around the country, but I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley. I went to San Marino High School. This was a young Chinese girl. Okay. My, you got to cut me some slack here. Okay, I, uh, right. It wasn't easy to delineate between the many, many people I graduated with. Like, right. It, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the diversity was so great that it was a little easier for me to get lost in the people that I didn't necessarily remember from high school. <laughs> so, um, I, and I'm like, uh, yeah, wow. Thank you so much. You for my dog and doing this. I love her so much. She's like, Oh, hey, hold on. Meet my husband. Guy comes down, super nice, beautiful family, beautiful house. And I'm like, congratulations on all your success and everything. She's like, so, so, you know, what you been up to? Do you still talk to so-and-so and everything? I was like, yeah, I, I love so-and-so. 
I go back home, still no clue. I get my sister, Detective Busybody, on the, and I was like, okay, here's the address. <laughs> Come to find out, I was like, oh, I know that chick so well. Like, oh, really? Feel, yeah. Like you she, should have known my, her? My sister totally found out who it was. I was like, oh, man, now I feel horrible. So if you get this message. Sorry there, about that. Sorry. I won't use your name because I feel bad. All right, I have a story. So I was watching someone's cat. I don't love cats. We know this. <laughs> but I was watching the cat. Yeah. And I figured, you know, all I have to do is keep it alive. How hard can that be? And it ran away. Middle of the night. So I was in my underwear. So I went outside. <laughs> I went outside, like just around the house. It yeah. was pitch black. There were no street lights anywhere. So I went out around the house and I looked and I was calling the cat and it wouldn't come. And I was like, all right, well... I mean, I guess I'll just go a house over. Maybe the cat's there. Still in your underwear. Yes. <laughs> I, what are, are you, Derek Vineyard in American History X? Just like, walk around in my boxers. No, it was really dark. And I, it was three in the morning or something. So there was no but one. But you're going to go engage with your neighbors. No, I didn't knock on the door. Okay. Because it was three in the morning. Sure. I just thought okay. the cat would be there. Potentially, yes. All right. And now I'm with you. So then I keep going because I can't find the cat. So I'm... I don't know, seven or eight houses down in my underwear. Okay. Looking for a cat. <laughs> Calling it. Like, finally decided, this is awful. I'm going to have to call the people whose cat I'm watching and tell them that I lost it. Terrible. This is the worst Terrible thing feeling. So I ran, like, hiding behind bushes and stuff because I'm still in my underwear. I ran all the way home, and the cat was sitting right in the doorway waiting. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time watching you going, this guy... What is he doing? I know he hates cats. Boom! See? I hate children. Arr! I'm a mean cat. <laughs> bah! Look, I scratch your face. I hate... Oh, Jesus. Dude. Horrible, evil animals. <laughs> oh, oh, nope. No, come no on. more. <laughs> oh! Dude, this is ridiculous. What terrible animals these are. <laughs> Cat owners will say they're just playing. Oh, my God. That was the best one yet. That was the best one yet. That was clearly someone who said, you know what? Fuck you. There like, it is. There oh, it is. There it is. Nope. Nope. Not, not today, sweetheart. All right. Enough. Now, don't. This enough. Is great. This is great news. I'm not supposed no. to be put in a bad mood that we live amongst heathens, that people put them in their house on purpose. That I ran outside in my underwear for. To save it. And right. didn't save it. Was there the Cats time. may be mean, yes, but little children, little humans are the best, and they have agreed happiness and joy inside them. And this kid made me laugh and and smile for hours. I rewatched this clip over and over again. This young man is convinced that he is creating some type of electric current between he and his mom and dad that makes fountains come out of their mouth, and he thinks he is. He thinks he is Nikola Tesla. Check this out. Love that. She drinks some water or puts a water bottle to her head. To her head? Okay. He's like, whoa. Holds mom's hand. Holds dad's hand. When he holds dad's hand, water comes out of his mouth. He's like, oh, I'm so awesome. That kid is dumb. Yeah. But. But awesome. That's fantastic. He's like, look at me. What I have accomplished. 
Show that again. That was a really good Mom puts the water bottle to the head. He's like, whoa, okay. Hand, hand. But when I touch, oh my gosh! <laughs> he's like the, the, the caveman at the beginning of 2001. Like he's, he has discovered a life-changing. Yeah. And he's responsible for it. Piece of, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Kevin. Um, we, we told you that there was going to be a tremendous amount of stories about Texas and the freezing temperatures yeah. and they lost power and they lost water. A North Texas family um, was among the group of people who lost power and had water problems. Um, Izell Holly left his home in Irvine when the, in, in Irving, sorry, Texas, when the electricity went out and the 91-year-old went to his son's home in North Dallas, which okay. also had no power. Okay. That's not all that close, right? Like, I mean, I, for a 91-year-old? I a, don't know. Especially in a storm? But watch what happens when this actually is a news anchor's parents. Okay. So she finds out about it. She helps them. They do a little role-playing, not like you're thinking, but... Uh, let's watch the video. It's All right, well, the North Texas family gets a surprise happy ending after going without power during the recent record cold snap in Texas. And the Fox family is involved in this as well. We get the story this morning from Good Day anchor Alex Holly from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. Hello, Alex. And her grandfather, Azelle Holly, who Azelle. also lives in <laughs> Dallas. Uh, good morning to you both. Good morning. Kind of start with having uh, Azelle talk about when he first lost power. I woke up in bed cold, and so I dressed and went down, uh, turned on the fireplace. I had no wood, so I was trying to warm myself by the uh, ignition flame. That was not helping. Of course, I was born and raised in Dallas, but being here in Philly, you get used to snow. So at first, I was like, oh, you guys are going to have to deal with what we deal with all the time. But then it started to take a scary turn. And when my grandfather lost power, I was worried about my dad driving to go get him. And then by the fact that they came back to my dad's house and that they didn't have power, then I really started to worry. And so he had uh, built a fire and for the next 24 hours, we sat by the fireplace. We did that all Time out. night. Pot. What asshole gave him a popsicle? What are you talking about? Why you would you? Popsicles are important. It's fucking freezing. <laughs> They're worried about heating. <laughs> That's their number one concern is freezing to death, fuckface. <laughs> you can always eat a popsicle. Popsicles are great. I agree. They're always great. In, su in August. Even in if you're Phoenix, freezing. Even if you're freezing. No. If not, there's a 91-year-old that you drove in a snowstorm to bring to heat. And you realize you didn't have any, and you're like, here, old man, suck on this frozen fucking tree. I think you're missing the point. How about some soup? All right, let's Go continue. Ahead. All night, and by the next morning, we were getting kind of weary and tired. So here in Philly... During commercial breaks, I was making phone calls, trying to check and see if I could make a reservation for them or we could call someplace. And I ended up finding a hotel for them um, the next morning. When we got to the hotel, it was uh, heavenly scent because it was warm. To me, it was like 
being at the greatest hotel I know of, uh, or ever heard of, uh, the Waldorf Astoria. And so... Oh, he makes that sign. That's what I named it, <laughs> the Waldorf Astoria. So when I called, my grandpa was like, hey, I heard you got us a room at the Waldorf. And I'm like, what? And it became a running joke. Can you believe our daughter is putting us up at the Waldorf? <laughs> <gasps> we are so excited. So then they sent me a video where they put together that sign and they started to pretend. My granddaughter got me a room at the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> They're role playing now. They got a whole skit going on. This is the Waldorf Astoria? At least it's warm. And um, from there, I, I was posting on social media to kind of spread awareness about what was happening across the state. And then I got a DM from the Waldorf Astoria. And not only the Waldorf, the Waldorf in Rome. <laughs> so we were all pretty shocked. And they were like, hey, we appreciate what you guys are doing and trying to make light of a horrible situation. Why don't you come to the real Waldorf? How about that? I had no idea that. They would hear about little old me at that time. And I'd say, man, this is something. Uh, I was flabbergasted. Look at him in his robe. Here's, here's me eating candy. So he's there uh, in the robe. You saw him enjoying right. that robe sent to him by the Waldorf Astoria in Italy. So they're not only picking up the tab for this day, but also the airfare. But there's one catch. He can only take one guest. <laughs> so you know the rest of his family, Grandpa, Buddy, Pal. I'm your favorite. My favorite family member. Nope, nope. He's like, <laughs> that 91 years I've waited, I'm going to find me a Roman girl. For them. <laughs> Come here, little Italian lady. I'm staying at the Waldorf. <laughs> Look at him. I sit in that my robe and ass. I eat that candy. kicks ass. He's eating candy and drinking wine. Yeah. I love that at 91, he was down for some for some silliness. Right. You know, because like... I can't believe she got me room at the Waldorf for sure. My grandfather, uh, <laughs> on my mom's side, died in his mid-90s, and I, I can't imagine me like, Grandpa, I'm just going to film you. We're going to do a little play. <laughs> We're going to do a little prank. He'd be like, are you out of... You fucking not. <laughs> Good for him, man. That's awesome. And man, that, what an amazing, uh, generous gift from the the Waldorf in Rome. Yes. I mean, geez, That's crazy. Louise. Huh. Well, that's a great story. This story, Kevin, I apologize to the people who are listening audio only via the podcast because this is purely visual. I will do my best to describe it. I will actually allow Kevin to describe it because I was so moved by this. On, no, this is not a, oh, okay, I'm not good. setting you up for a joke here. Good. This was one of those, it seems so simple. It's such a little story, but it's so moving. And the way it affected the person that was being given this gift, um, it, it just, it really moved me. So go ahead, let's play the video. So this, this young man is shaving his mom's head as she's going through chemotherapy. And uh, she, she was tired of her hair being thin and wispy. And so he, she's like, just shave it all off. And it's his mom. He yep. looks to be uh, late teens, maybe early twenties. Got his hair color And red. he just immediately takes it to his own head. And it says, no one fights alone. And uh, the mom breaks down in, uh, in emotions. It was wow. very sweet. He, he clearly had a very well cared for quaff of hair. It was all dyed yeah, pink. Yeah, I mean, it was dyed pink. And so he sort of took care of it well. I just thought that was really, really wow, sweet. Wow, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's and to really see that, that, that real, that 
sincere, genuine reaction that the mom gives is just, uh, I thought that was a beautiful story. That is amazing. That's great news. I think we got one more. Don't you? Don't yeah, you have a school teacher, low income student? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, and I have. Uh, <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Go ahead. Um, this, <laughs> is this a video or just a? We'll take care. Pictures. We'll okay. take care of it in post. <laughs> uh, there's a new school in Birmingham, Alabama, and right. when you're 20 or 21 years old, um, they allow you to end up owning a house. Yes. What? I know it sounds ridiculous. Wait, you go to the school, you get a house? It no, it's called the program is called Build Up Urban Prosperity Birmingham is unlike any other school in the country, low income ninth graders earn a high school diploma and then an associate's degree while training as construction workers. Oh my gosh. So they teach them not only math and English and what they need to know, but how to build a house. Wow. What do you need so that you can actually do it? And they started remodeling houses as part of like a class project. And uh, there's a guy named uh, Mark Martin that founded the program in 2018 after seeing that kids were graduating and could do math and English, but they had no idea how to get a job or, or where to go, what to do. So they literally learned construction at this high school which is unbelievable. It's one of the main things that they focus on is housing. And one of the kids that was involved in building one of these houses got it. They gave the, they gave the house to the kid. Oh, my God. Look at that. Did you learn that in high school? No. I didn't either. No. And, and you know what? I'm the worst at home improvement. Yeah. I don't even try. Yeah, I'm terrible. I do try. My, I have, I'm a terrible combination of shitty skills and horrible male ego. And I'll, I'll tell my wife, like, I'll, I'll patch that up. I'll take care of it. Nope, no, we're not. No, I've someone. learned. And I screw everything up. Yeah. Um, it's an important lesson, actually, to be taken out from this story. And that, you know, I think a lot of it is the internet and this pervasive idea of a very narrow American dream. And so many kids graduate high school with this idea that if they don't go to college and get some type of white collar job, that they are failures. Yeah, agreed. And that they there's nothing else in this world, and um, everything is dangled in front of them via social media and whatnot, where they've completely lost sight of the importance and the stability of these thousands of jobs that would be there for them and they end up with and pay well a lot of them exactly yeah. and they end up with un, uh, just insurmountable student debt and no ability to get a real job after they get out of of college and people need to be reminded that uh this country as as important obviously as attorneys and brokers and and doctors are this country day in and day out functions by people who do these blue collar jobs that take incredible levels of skill that people are just not teaching kids. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a, that's a, a beautiful story, man. It's amazing. This other story, Kevin, another one um, that's very visual, but it also made me cry like a baby. This is a grandma. She unfortunately is suffering from dementia, and apparently it's, it's pretty profound. Her granddaughter decided to show her something and change her view on the entire world. And you can watch this woman's brain just 
completely go through a metamorphosis right in front of your eyes. I thought this was amazing. Check this out. Hey, Grandma. Yeah. That painting over there is very good, isn't it? The one on the wall up there. That one? Yeah. yeah. I think it's very good, mm. that painting. Mm. Do you like it? I like it, yeah. Quite nice. Do you know who did that? No. You did that. I did that. <laughs> you painted that. I didn't. You did. You did. You painted it when you were 18 years old. How did you know? I was told by a little bird. Oh, dear. Well, my dad told me. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, he's good too, isn't he? He is, Anthony, yeah. yeah. You should be very proud of yourself. You're very talented. Mm, I must be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She had no concept that she painted that. She's like, I really like that painting. It's a nice painting. Yes, yes. Why not? I did? <laughs> no. No. No way. <laughs> so beautiful, man. And it's, uh, it's just... It's heartbreaking to think that so many people suffer from the ability to not remember their own life. Yeah, but, uh, agreed. That's an unfortunate reality. <clears throat> My next story. <laughs> we're done. I'm just next. kidding. We're, we're done now. <sighs> Outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Fuck cats. They hate little kids. <laughs> cats. They all deserve SIDS. <laughs> Outro. Do cats go in in <laughs> cradles? Can they get? I don't believe they do. No. <laughs> they, do you understand? These cats are making a conscious decision to hurt children. Huh? They're like, this is what I look. Trip oh. later. I hope you're in pain. What? I didn't do anything. I hope you're in pain. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I want your life to be worse. <laughs> no. No. I choke you. I'm a Gracie. <laughs> she got the kid to, to tap, though. <laughs> you are not typing on this computer. <laughs> Get a solo for you. Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.